Hi, thank you for joining me here today. My name is Ashley Brooke, and this is the No Roots Witch Podcast. I am absolutely thrilled and excited to embark on this journey with you all. It is something that I've been heavily considering for the better part of a year now. And last month with the Aries and full moon, I felt a fire from within and I knew I had to hone in on that feeling and run with it. So after deliberating what's the best route for me to take, um, I have decided to start the podcast and hopefully in doing so to create a community because that's my goal, that's my dream is to have a loving community that we can all enjoy and be a part of in this world right now. And I think the spiritual community, while can be flawed, is still able to give so much love to everyone needing it, wanting to give it, wanting to, you know, receive it. And hopefully this will be a catalyst for that. But for today, I thought it would be fun to relive some questions that I have been asked over the last 10 years. So I have been practicing magic for a little over 10 years focusing on folk magic for the last three, which if you're aren't sure of, is traditional magic with divination, charms, witch bottles, spell work concerning binding, protection, and hexing. I view it as the everyday helpful magic. And more recently, within the last year or so, I've been heavily working with astrology, like planetary alignments and birth charts into my practice. So throughout all that I've learned and continue to learn because I love learning more and more every day, um, I get the question, where do I start? And the answer is simple. It's wherever your intuition is telling you to start. Are you interested in gardening? Then you could be interested in herbalism or green witchery. Um, If you like to bake or cook, you know, a lot comes out of the kitchen. Kitchen magic is huge, especially in folk magic. Um, and if you like crystals or astrology, really hone in on those. You can always branch out and you can always decide, hey, I, I tried that, but it's not really for me. So I need to shift gears. I think magic is really gifted or gives a lot to people because there's so much to learn and no matter what interest you have you will find something for you if you really do want to practice magic um and if you're a high-tech person which I am not but there are even magical spells geared toward IT type things where anyone could find something interesting to them. So your your range is from herbs to computers and everything in between, from the sun, moon, sky, stars, to if you're practicing with 
graveyard dirt in your spells. You know, literally, there's no limit in magic. Um, so, but if, if you need a more tangible start, I would definitely research. You know, there's quizzes, there are tons of books everywhere. The internet is a great resource. Communities are there to help guide. And, you know, I'm always here as well to chat about it and see where you find your, um, your passions for, for magic. So another question I get a lot is, what is a grimoire? And is it different from Book of Shadows? So this changes based on how you practice, from my understanding. So I'm only going to speak from how I use grimoire and how I use my Book of Shadows. So grimoire for me is general knowledge. It has a book. It's a book that holds all kind of information from the Sabbaths, from correspondences to the moon phases, um, tarot meanings, planetary alignments, what herbs can do, which ones you should avoid, everything like that, that general knowledge that is at your fingertips. And I, my book of shadows stays on my altar for the most part, unless I am working with a Sabbath or if I do need some correspondences, if I'm creating a spell. But, but however, my book of shadows really details my own personal path, belief, spells, and rituals that I don't typically share unless I feel inclined to do so. So my grimoire is I will, I, won't, I don't want to say pass around, but if I'm with a group of people and we're practicing together or if we're practicing a spell or casting a spell, then, you know, I will have my grimoire out. And of course, I will cleanse it before and after. But my book of shadows is really personal to me. It, like I said, holds my own rituals I've done, my own spells that I've done, and my beliefs, my path, and what I hold dear in my magic. I will also say that I use a book of light or mirror, which is a spiritual journal in a way. I like to record my tarot for the day, um, how it made me feel. I like to reflect on it. And then I, I will also kind of include my dreams in my book of light or mirror. And if I'm practicing a spell, so if I'm concocting a spell from scratch and I am listing down things I need, this is before I really put it into practice. This is just my, my draft, if you will, of a spell. And I like to put it in there because it's still a sacred item to me. I do carry it with me most places I go. Um, I keep it in my bag and it's something that I'm very protective of. So I still don't typically share that either because I kind of hold that a little bit more personal than my book of shadows because like I said, I use it like a spiritual journal and I really like to keep it personal with me. Okay, so another question I get a lot is do I need to buy all of this? And we know what this question means. 
Do I need to buy all the crystals, all the herbs, all the jars, all the tools? Do I really need all of this? And the answer is no. Absolutely do not. So that kind of leads you to the question, well, what do I use? What can I get? And this question is mainly focused on herbs and crystals. So my biggest recommendation is look for something that's similar, purpose, or intuition that you feel is similar, that something tells you that it's similar. So for me, I spend a lot of time in the kitchen. So if I mean substitute an herb and a spell, I ask myself, what would I replace this herb with in cooking? And to me, that's where how my intuition kind of starts going, starts working. But if that's not an answer that you really like, um, I would say a clear quartz crystal can be substituted in most spells. Rosemary can replace almost any other herb in a spell. And while I'm not the biggest fan of roses, a rose can be used instead of most other flowers in a spell. So if you are looking for something and you just, whatever means necessary, you can't get, or you're like, you know, I don't really want to spend or invest right now on this. I would really recommend clear quartz, rosemary, and some rose petals. And of course your intuition, um, your intentions, that's what's really gonna guide your spell. And then there's the question, do spells really work? And I, I would say yes. And I know I don't sound very sure because like I just said, it's all about the intuition. And I am a firm believer if you go into a spell and don't believe it's going to work, it probably won't. Like you have that energy coursing through you. And if you're doubtful as you are concocting your spell, as you're casting it, as you're waiting for the results, it's, it's not going to work, you know? Um, however, if you have a spell, like a manifestation spell, and you want this job, you're like, this job is going to change my life. I have to have it. But you don't write a resume. You don't apply for the job. Or if you do apply for the job, you don't put much effort into your resume or you don't call or check in. So for me, spells do work, but they require more than just spell work. They require action and intuition and intention. So I'm a firm believer that if you put forth the energy and the effort whatever effort it may be, your spells will work. And spell work is kind of tricky. You may not have done it right the first time. And it's okay to acknowledge, hey, that was kind of a bust. Let me recharge, regroup. Let me check my grimoire for correspondences. If I'm trying to do um, a binding spell, what phase of the moon should I be working with? Or if I'm trying to do a self-protection or self-love spell, you know, what should I be using for this? 
And I really believe that once you practice, you will see more results. And just be aware that whatever you put out, it's my personal belief, it will come back to you. Um, And I think it's something that can hinder your spell work and how it works. If you're concerned about your results, how they could impact you or other people, it could be a tricky occurrence. Um, So just be confident in your spell work. Know when is too much energy. Know when to maybe pause, take a beat, try again. And especially manifestation spells, you have to do the work. You know, you you can't hope for something without your intentions, without putting forth effort. So yes, spells really do work if you put in the effort and the action behind it. All right, you guys. Well, that is it for me today. This was a nice little introduction, I hope, into my beliefs with spell work, um, folk magic, and those little questions that maybe you feel like you should already know the answer to. But I really look forward to what could come from this podcast and what could come from it and from you and from me. And thank you so much for listening. I really, truly appreciate it. And I hope to see you next time here on the No Roots Witch podcast.